Hello, everybody. Holy heckaroony. I've tried to put this podcast episode out so many times, and it's failing me. Technology is failing me today. Mercury is retrograding. GarageBand is personally victimizing me. It's fine. We're going to move past it, and we're going to get there. Today's episode is a freaking awesome one, and I have to get it to you no matter what the hell it takes. So here we are. I'm really excited for today's episode. It's a compilation episode of three interviews I did with three of my clients. And the reason I wanted to bring you this is because I think that sometimes we forget that there's so many other people out there like us. And so I really wanted to bring my clients on to talk about how far they have come in their journeys and what it was like before they decided to invest in themselves and what it's like now so that you can be inspired so that you can see what other people are going through and not feel so alone. So that is my hope for this episode that you will listen and that you will find something you can resonate with, that you will find something that's inspiration to move forward and to do what you need to do to really thrive in your music career and to be able to reach all the goals, the wellness, the career, the personal life goals that you have set out. You may or may not know, but my one-on-one coaching program is open for enrollment. So if you feel inspired after this episode and you are ready for a change, you are ready to make a change in your life and go into 2020 with so much support, accountability, motivation, and actual tools to do this stuff, then this program is going to be perfect for you. To apply, just head to the link in the show notes or bit.ly slash out to be coaching. Quick application and then we'll hop on a call to discuss if this is the right fit for you and how we can move forward. All right, so let's jump into this episode before things start to combust because I really don't know what's going to happen at this point. I'm a little bit nervous to keep touching my computer, but we're going to do it. You're, you're listening to this now, so that's a good sign. Okay, my first interview is with my client, Danny Tanzella. Let's jump in. Hey, Danny, and welcome to the Out to Be podcast. Thank you for having me. I am really excited to talk to you in this capacity. <laughs> I've never had clients <laughs> on the podcast before, so it's going to be really fun. So before we jump in, I would love for, to have you introduce yourself to the audience, what you do, what you do musically, who you are as an artist, all that fun stuff. My name is Danny Tanzella. I'm a singer-songwriter. I'm a classically trained multi-instrumentalist. I perform as a loop artist, uh, and I'm also a a private music teacher and a composer. Yeah, you do a lot of stuff, (laughs) and you do a lot of it really well. So let's talk about, and you've, you've done a lot of things recently as well, like, you know, composing a film and really locking into growing with your students and growing your own personal artistry and really figuring out who you want to be and like what you want your next project to be. So we've been working together for six months now. What was life like before you decided to invest in a coach specifically for your music career? Because I know that you've invested in other modalities of healing, but not specifically for your music career up until this point. So talk to us about that. Yeah. So I am accustomed to going to coaches and going to outside help because I had an injury about nine years ago that was totally debilitating. So I learned right away, go find the expert when you need help instead of trying to like struggle on your own for so long. So I'd been healing for the last nine, nine or 10 years. And I had right before I met you, I had recently done some really cool things actually. Um, 
I had released a couple of EPs. I had a song that was in a documentary. Um, I was featured in a documentary about one man bands. I had been on live television performing uh, and had, I had been gigging. So I was, I was active, but it was like the better I got physically through my injury. And the more I started doing musically, like the worse I started to feel. I just, it was like, I was, I felt like I was in a cage and then the better I got and the more opportunities I got, like the smaller the cage got. And I was, I mean, by the time I met you, I was paralyzed. I was just paralyzed with just self-doubt and I couldn't move forward and I couldn't get out of this thing. I had no idea what was going on. Like it didn't make any logical sense to me. And also on top of that, I just felt like my time was so mismanaged. Um, you know, like I said, I do a lot of things. So that plus my day job, I was just like losing my mind with time. And I was also just like coming up short with money all the time. Like I'm never going to be able to invest in my career because I don't have any money to do it. So I was in a, I was in a pretty sad situation when we met. <laughs> but I want to point out too, that like you weren't like you were having success in your music career and you were doing cool things and things that felt aligned, but also maybe wasn't because at the same time, even though you were making progress in your career, it was still affecting you in other ways and you were still struggling in other ways. And I, I want to point that out because I think a lot of people think, well, I'm actually like doing okay in my music career, but I'm like stressed out outside of music and they have nothing to do with each other. So that's why like, I'll just like power through the stress and I'll be fine. But actually, no, they're super related. Yes. Yeah, we learned that very quickly. <laughs> so clearly, there was a lot going on. What was the turning point that made you decide, like, I need to change. I need to change now. So I was really used to um, when I ran up against a wall with my physical problems or my physical injury, I would be like, okay, I need to find somebody that can help me with this next stage of it. Otherwise, I'm not going to get any better. And, you know, I was someone that had like no use of an arm and I needed it. So it was like really desperate. So it seems so logical, like, oh, well, obviously, like if I can just get more use of my hand back, like I'm going to go find somebody else. And I never thought of doing that in my music career, but that is exactly where I was. I was just like, I was trapped. I could not get any further. I was like trapped in my own mind. I just felt terrible all the time. And then in my regular life, I felt trapped by time, trapped by money, like, and then it just, I thought, well, okay, when I deal with my injury and I get stuck, I go find a person. So I'm clearly stuck outside of my injury. So I need to go find a person. And I think we just did a short session. We did an intro session, maybe like 30 minutes or something. And you named it within 10 minutes. You're like, oh, you're <laughs> suffering from imposter syndrome. And I was just like, holy shit, that just blew my mind open. <laughs> like I had no, like, as soon as you named it, I was like, that is the cage I'm living in right now. Like, oh my God, you just named it. I had no idea what was going on. And that was even a thing. Yeah. And so that's when I, it was just like, like snap instantly. Things just started to like ease up a little bit. So yeah, yeah that just, was I was trapped. And then you're like, oh, here's what you're trapped in. <laughs> yeah, that was, that must've been during our um, what I call discovery calls, like after you apply to the program, yes. and we hop on a, a free, just like 30 minute call. And it's for both of us to really just talk to each other and figure out like, one, are you a good fit for the program? Two, do we, do I want to work with you? Do you want to work with me? And 
it's in that call that I get like, that's the first time we kind of start to go deep on like, what's really happening here. And can, can I help with that? Like, is this the program for you? Not only talking it out on those calls is super helpful because they actually get to finally like air their grievances almost and just be like, here's <laughs> all the shit that is weighing on me. And like, I can't tell anyone else and nobody else understands. Cause even if they yes. get it, it's like, I mean, I have several clients that also have therapists and there's also something added in this that I understand what it's like to actually be a musician and be in the music industry specifically. And some of those issues, other people just don't get it or don't get it like to the extent that we want them to understand. Exactly. So what has been your favorite part so far? I mean, there's a lot of favorite parts. I have a lot of favorite parts. <laughs> I just, I re- and I really do in, because exactly what you just said, like every time we have a conversation, a light gets shined on something that I didn't see, or I have like an inkling that there's something there that's bothering me, like whether it's in my physical health or my mental health or as an artist. And then it's like, you can shine the light on it. And then I can just start working on it. Cause I love to just work on stuff. Like I'll, I'm happy to do the work, but you get to a point where you're like, I don't really know what to work on. So you're just scrambling around. My favorite part was really and still is working on that imposter syndrome and finding all the ways that it shows up. And then just realizing that like, I could push the walls out on the cage. So I wasn't like super trapped. I could just like push it out a little bit more, made a little more manageable, got to a point where I could like open the door to a cage and just step outside of it and understand what it was. So like when I find myself in that same space now, I can just go, oh, okay, this is my imposter syndrome. And these are things I need to do to break that cycle. I'm just going to walk out the door and I'm not going to be in it anymore. And it still shows up, but now I I just know how to manage it so much better. And it doesn't actually bring me all the way down anymore. Yeah. I think that's uh, one of the biggest things is knowing that like, it's not, nobody said it was going to go away, but it's about how you like deal with it and shut it down and also decide like, this is not controlling my life. This is just like a voice that I have control of. Yeah. And for a while you'd be like, oh, it sounds like your imposter syndrome is flaring up again. I'm like, damn it. That's totally what that is. And then I like knew how to deal with it, but it was like, I couldn't recognize it for a long time, even though it was consistently there. It's like, it would just creep in in all these weird ways. And I just like, could not figure out what it was. And the other thing is I love how much you're into manifestation because I'm so into manifestation just like in life. (laughs) And so I love that we have been doing manifestation around money, around opportunities, around physical health and mental health. And um, I feel like, especially the money manifestation work we did, I got the finances just super dialed in. And then I was able to get my time management super dialed in. And now I've had more money to invest in my career. I feel like I, even though I'm super busy, I feel like I have like tons of time And it's just, it's just like that mindset shift. And so that has been like, that's just my favorite thing. Like mindset work, manifestation work, just recognizing the traps and then having some tools in my toolbox where I can be like, oh, I can totally fix this thing. Yeah. What was it that we did with time management? Cause I remember we got that lockdown pretty, pretty easily. And I, I just want to point out that like everyone goes through things differently and talking about the four tendencies, which it's a book I'm reading. If you've been following me on Instagram, you'll, <laughs> you'll see, I've been posting about it. Danny is an upholder, right? Am I yes. that right? So Danny will basically meet all outer and inner expectations. So it's a little bit easier for Danny than maybe some other people to just like 
if she's told to, some, to do something, she does it. If she wants to do something, she does it. <laughs> and so yeah. some people, you know, who struggle with time management, they might hear this and be like, how could it be so easy? But I promise you it can once we figure out how to make it work best for you. But I think what we did was we really like looked at your schedule and, and, we did. and made sure that we were, that you were delegating time appropriately. And I think that we, didn't we also make sure that you were getting all of your calendars in one place? Cause that was like yeah. a big thing that was happening too. So we like swap, we swapped our calendar. Um, I got everything dialed in, like just as a physical look, like a look at my calendar. Yeah. And then over the last six months, I've been able to, um, take a day off of my day job. So I was working three days a week as a nurse and not only working two days. And then I was also teaching for three days. And we took a look at like the amount of time versus like how much money was coming in versus how much stress it was bringing me. And then I went from teaching three full days to just teaching two full days. And then we just kind of like uh, went through the schedule, what a daily thing would look like, where I felt like things were missing and what I wanted more time for. And, you know, even though I'm still like, I, I basically, I work three jobs, but the mindset around like, oh my God, I'm never going to have enough time to do this. How am I ever going to do this? And I would make lists, like, like frantically making lists all the time and trying to do stuff. And it was more yeah. like, let's do like the, the thing at the beginning of the week where we just decide like, Hey, what are my priorities? And then we're going to not freak out if you don't get every single thing done. And then like, if this other thing comes up and just like jacks your schedule to where you have to like shift your focus somewhere else, like we can just shift our focus. And it's not, I don't feel like I'm dealing with a house of cards anymore. I always felt like my yeah. schedule was just this house of cards and like the wind would come in and then I would just be like, ah, like crying over like a fallen deck. Yeah. And now it's more like, oh, okay, I'm just going to turn this way instead of this way. Like we're good. Yeah. And like you said, you feel like you are, you're keeping busy. You're, you're doing a lot of things that you enjoy, right? Like your life is very yes. full, but you're not, but you still have time because you're not sitting around wasting a lot of time and wondering yes. like, what should I be doing? When should I be doing it? How do I go about this? And that makes it a lot easier, even for an upholder who might go into that crazy, like, ah, I didn't get this thing done. I was supposed to do it. <laughs> and now like, ah, it's not done. It makes it a lot easier to deal with that because you're able to see super easily and quickly, like, okay, here's like the next open space I have. Yes. So all I'm going to do is like move that task over there and we are good to go. It takes like one second to figure out how to readjust and you still know that you're going to accomplish that thing and you're going to get it done, but you don't have to, you don't have to have that stress on you of like, oh my God, I like did this instead of this. Was that the right choice? How am I spending this time? Did I let <laughs> someone down? You know, those like evil spiral of thoughts that can happen. Oh yeah. I literally do the shift thing every single day because I will find myself always running out of time or feeling like, Oh, like I have this other task and I have to get this done. Now I can't get this thing done. And then it's like, no, here's what we do. We're just gonna look at the calendar. When's the next day I can work on it. Okay. We're going to scooch this over here. And then I calm down about it a little bit instead of it. Cause it just builds up so much when you're like every day, I feel like you're not getting the things done and then it's piling up and piling up. And then I'm just like, binging Netflix on the couch because I can't take it anymore. Yeah, because you, so, no. yeah, you can't deal <laughs> yeah, with Yeah, you can't deal with what's in your head, like, so you just give up. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I need a drink and I need to watch a show. Like I can't <laughs> anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Totally. It's so much more manageable now. And I also remember the turning point where we talked about how at first you were kind of 
you were kind of doing everything and planning everything and looking at everything from a lens of like nursing job, like comes first, like this is my job and I have to do this. And this is the long-term plan, even though you knew that ultimately being a musician is, is more important and and more of what you value and what you see for your actual long-term plan, not being a nurse full-time at least. And once we made that shift of like, okay, how can we change this? Not only were you able to like you said, reduce your shifts and make sure you were still making money, but like working less. But you also were able to look at it in a way where you're like, okay, I know I'm going to manifest this money. If I feel that I'm working towards a goal, I know I can like pick up an extra shift or I know I can take a day off when I need it. And I'm not tied to like doing this, that, or the other thing, because I'm not coming from a place of scarcity, both in terms of time and money. But instead you're very actively choosing what you want your time to go to and what you want your money to go to and how much money you need for a specific goal that you might be working for. So let's talk about money a little bit, because this has been such a big part of your journey. And I would just like to say too, like just that whole thing that we did on the mindset shift and like the prioritization, I literally went from being full-time to being part-time within like three weeks of us starting. I mean, it was just like an instant, like, oh, I can totally do this. And then yeah. I just went straight into being part-time. I was like, wow, I'm just already so much happier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the happy, <laughs> the happiness level was crazy, but I, I feel like it also changed because I really remember you being like, oh, well, if I stay at my nursing job for like yeah. 10 more years. And I was like, Danny, what the fuck are you talking I know, about? I was, like, <laughs> I, me, I was like, oh, it makes me stick to just even stay like to feel like I'm just stuck in that for so long. And it's like this thing I have to do because I started out like my original degree is in music. And then I went back to nursing school. So I'm like, like just crying every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was such a good, it was such a freeing moment. And now it's like, don't get me wrong. I love my job, but like I can just go to work and be like, cool. I just paid some bills and then like go home and not worry about it. Anymore. Yes. Yeah. You were able to let go of some of the negative energy around it as well. And that makes you a better nurse when you, I mean, you're a great nurse already. The energy that you show up when you're showing up to work, no matter what your job is, if you're showing up being like, I'm just thinking about how, like, I wish I had a day back or I wish I wasn't here for as many hours versus like, I'm happy to be here. Like I've chosen to be here for how long I want to. And like, that's that. And then I move on with my life. It's very different energies and you're able to do your job a lot better. I find when you. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Like right on on that. So we did some money manifestation work and now I'm not, I'm not a like financial coach. I'm not a money coach. I'm not a, even a manifestation coach, but these are all things that I personally have studied pretty in depth. I've had I've actually had a money coach for like eight months out of the last year. So I've been working really intensely on money mindset and the logistics of it. And manifestation is a, is a big part of that as well. So Danny and I have been also discussing that because as I'm sure a lot of you listening know, money is a big part of being a musician. You have to spend money to make albums, maybe to tour as well. You may have a full-time or part-time job and feel like you can't leave that because you need money to sustain yourself and you're not able to do it just by being a musician. So a lot of that is mindset work, which we've done together. And a lot of that too is working on, okay, how can we shift it so we can get more money in your life and have you actually be open to that? And Danny has like freaking crushed this. Like it's insane. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like maybe that's not your specific certification or specialty, but like you kick ass at the manifestation part and specifically the money guidance that you gave me. And I think it was just 
you knew exactly how to tell me how to do this because I was freaking out about money in like so many different ways. I don't even think I could name how many ways I was freaking out about money. Um, because also I'm in my thirties. And so I was like, Oh, like I'm gonna have to retire soon. And like, I don't have any money and I have a mortgage and I have, you know, I have all of these things that I have to do. And then plus it's like, there's always that, you know, I grew up very poor and there's always this thing about money is bad. And we uncovered that right away. And I was like, Holy shit. I didn't even know that was in my brain and it's totally in my brain. Yeah. Um, and there's also the piece of us as musicians and artists, it's like, if you're making any money, then you're a sellout and you're not doing you know, you're not being true to who you are as a musician if you're making money. So we had all these like weird preconceived notions that were uncovered. And I was like, wow, I didn't even know I was thinking about that. I would say I did with the manifestation thing we did, which was 30 days, I think. Yeah. So I had you do a workbook that I recommend a lot of my clients. So it's one that I've done myself and the workbook takes you through to manifest a thousand dollars. I think when I did it, I manifested like $5,000 because I just set my goal higher because I felt like it. Um, So it's really great. And you can keep doing it over and over again to just like keep tapping into that. Yeah. So we did that. And then you also did additional, like, what's my big goal number. And we did like a six month, like, how could you get that in the next six months? And you, we just like had all these really great ideas, but anyway, long story short, I ended up manifesting $8,000, which is crazy. Um, it's a crazy amount of money, but it made it so that I could work on an album that I wanted to work on. And I also did not work any more shifts than I felt I wanted to. Like this was literally money that came in from music stuff. This was like, I found 20 bucks on the road. Like that that was the craziest thing. It was like the day, it was literally the day we talked about this on the call. You texted me like a couple hours later being like, LOL, just found 20 bucks opening the door to one of my students. Like it was on the floor outside of my house. <laughs> yeah. They like, they found it on the, on the sidewalk out in front of the house. And I brought it up. They're like, I think you dropped 20 bucks. I'm like, you know what? I love you. I didn't, but, <laughs> but it's obviously my $20. Yeah. Um, and just by like selling some things, but not really, like, I don't feel like I ever had to like go like eat rice and beans and like sell all of my belongings and just like work myself to death. Like it actually was really easy. Um, and it, it just really was a total shift and, and money just kept coming to me. Like I got paid a thousand dollars for, um, something music related that I was not expecting. I got a tax refund that I was not expecting. Um, people were like paying me up front for, you know, multiple months of teaching at a time, which was not normal. Like it just was, it was literally like just checks were coming in the mail. It was crazy. Yeah. And so keeping in mind, obviously I'm not going to give away all my manifestation secrets. You have to work with me to get them, but like (laughs) you can see here that this was a combination of Danny, like picked up some extra shifts at the hospital. Like she, she did some things that she knew she could do to, to meet her goal, but she also worked on her mindset and and made the intention that she was manifesting this so that she allowed thousands of dollars to come in through other ways that she had no idea how they would come through or what amount they would be, but she was open to it. So they came and now you're recording an album. I mean, we, we touched on like all of your major, major achievements that you've had and some major wins, but 
what are you most excited for moving forward? Well, I really like the way that my life looks right now in just the day-to-day. And that to me is exciting because for years that has been just such a drain. We pared down my teaching. And so now I have like, I have two full days of students, but they're my favorites. Like they're the, they're the people that I really love working with. So I have a completely full studio of students that I just absolutely adore. Um, I wrote a soundtrack and I'm currently scoring a documentary with that soundtrack. And um, that documentary is gonna be on PBS. And then we just recently found out that it's gonna go to international streaming, which I'm super excited about. Yeah, so it's gonna be playing in like hundreds of countries, which is cool. Um, And then I'm currently, I'm partnering with a new producer that I found through like a crazy turn of events that I swear I was gonna like, I was over the edge and you helped me with this. I was working on an album and like the producer was just like not coming through for me. And I talked yeah. to you on the phone, like had like a, I was having like a, a physical panic attack. I was like, I can't breathe. My heart's racing. Like this thing's, I'm losing this opportunity. We fixed it in like 24 hours, like a week later, I had the soundtrack recorded. Like I got paid and then now I'm scoring it on top of that. So it was just like, oh, like that was so exciting. Um, and then the producer that I found out of that whole debacle is someone that I'm like, we're working on tons of projects together. So we're working on syncing um, some music. We're working on doing more film scores in the future. And we're writing, um, I'm writing a concept album right now that I am hoping to turn into like a mini musical kind of performance thing that we can take on tour. So it's like all these things are dreams of mine, like things that I remember thinking about when I was a small child like being the weird kid, like conducting to the television and stuff and, you know, being like, I'm going to make a musical. And, you know, my family was like, you're crazy. And to just be (laughs) sitting here doing it now is like, I don't know, I get choked up just talking about it. Um, And then on top of that, I feel like I've just made really big steps with my mental health, just like that whole imposter thing. Like it's crazy how much that was weighing on me just in my regular life too. And, and then having less stress overall has my physical health has improved so much. Like I need way less doctor's visits and like PT appointments and all these things that were costing me so much money. Like I don't need that anymore. So then I still find myself having more money than I was used to having. Yes. Such a good point too, because a lot of people I think talk themselves out of even applying or looking into a coach or getting carried away with a thought of what could happen because they're like, can't afford it. It's impossible. But I mean, just what you said, and a lot of these changes happen in the first three months, but in the last six months, you've not only manifested $8,000, but like you said, you've gotten your physical health back. Like you've gotten answers and you've been feeling so much better than you have in a long time. Mm -hmm. And you're saving money dealing with that. And so it just really goes to show again, like, like we said at the beginning, this is all connected. Nothing is mutually exclusive to each other. And so if you're struggling in one area, it's going to seep into all of the other areas of life. And you might be investing a lot in one thing and like trying really hard to fix this one thing. But if you're isolating all of the other things that are also causing stress or causing issues, then you're not really going to be able to like fix the whole thing. Yes. You're not 100%. Really and I would like to point out too, that when I started with you, there was no way in hell that I could afford it. Like I was like, nope, I can't afford this. Um, this is absolutely not my budget. I'm already behind. And it, it was that one session where you talked about the imposter syndrome, like that's it. And I think I paid you with like 
PayPal credit or something. <laughs> like, like some kind of weird, like it wasn't a credit card. It was like just this weird, like personal line of credit. And I'm like, don't care doing it. Because you were ready, right? Like you were ready to make yeah. that change and you were sick and tired of living the way that you had been living and you wanted to do something about it. And now you have, and in just six months, so much has changed. And in six more months, it's going to be even better if it can even get better than this, but it can. I know I can't, <laughs> even, I can't even imagine like, it's just, and I look back and I can't believe that it's only been six months because of the amount of things that I've done and the amount of things that I've worked through and just like how much better I feel as a human as a whole. Well, Thank you so much for coming on today, Danny, and sharing your story with us. I am, of course, like, I have to like, contain myself because I'm like so proud of you and like, so happy for everything that you have done. Like, it makes me so excited. Yeah, um, I know. I tell people about it, and then I'm like, excuse me for a minute while I start crying. While I know, literally. <laughs> Whenever my clients just talk about what they've done, I'm like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> but, Thank you again for coming on. Can you let us know if anybody was wondering like, hey, I feel like I resonate with some part of Danny's story. What advice would you give to them? I would say if you're to a point where you're looking around and you feel like you don't, you don't know what to do next. And then you're thinking, well, maybe that just means that I'm not supposed to be doing this. Like if it's not easier, if I'm not getting money from this, or if I just feel bad all the time, like, oh, maybe I just wasn't supposed to be a musician just know that that's probably 100% not true at all. And there's just things that are in your way because there's no way that the earth and the universe is set up to where it wants only so many musicians. Like musicians are creatives and we do nothing but bring joy. Mm -hmm. And so there needs to be as many of us as possible. And so it's just not true externally. It just is only true internally. So really think about that and, it's not something that you can get out of on your own for the most part. And, you know, I'm somebody who also had a therapist and she was really helping me, but um, it wasn't until I had you doing specific music related things that I actually was able to realize that, that, you know what, why would the world not want more musicians? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let, yeah. Mic drop on that. <laughs> okay. Where can we connect with you further and listen to your music and check you out? Um, Danny Tanzella music is my socials and then .com is my website. Awesome. And I'll put it in the show notes as well. So be sure to check Danny out and keep up to date with everything that's coming. Cause she has some really, really big things coming this Yay. year. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. How awesome was that interview with Danny? I love her story. I hope that you loved it as well. And now let's hop into my interview with my client, Megan Pullis. Hey, Megan, and welcome to the Out to Be podcast. Thank you for joining us today and being willing to share your story with the listeners. I'm really excited to chat with you. Can you start by introducing yourself to us and tell us what you do in the music world? Yeah, totally, for sure. So um, I, I am a singer-songwriter and I write emo positive music, which is a genre that I made up myself. It's very focused on emotion and it's very healing and it helps get through the hard times and feel just make the listener feel like they're they're going to get through whatever they get through and my music is going to get them 
through it. And it's very much like music therapy is what I believe. Yeah, you write about a lot of real life hard things that people go through, with whether it be like trauma or loss and finding joy, finding light through those things. So it's it's not fluffy, duffy stuff. Like this is no. really powerful and impactful music that you do. So let's yeah. talk about what was life like for you before you decided to do coaching? Wow. What was life like? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't doing, like I wasn't living to my fullest potential as an artist. I think I was saying that I was doing it and you know, like, yeah, I was writing. Yeah, I was doing this, but it wasn't feeling real to me. And I don't think it ever started to feel real until I started working with you. And I was like, wow, so you are an artist. You're not just like pretending or like, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm whatever. Like, I'm kind of doing it. Like, no, I'm doing it. And I felt very insecure, I think, about where I was at with calling myself an artist, but then if you're an artist, why aren't you doing this? If you're an artist, why aren't you doing that? You know, sort of thing. And I, I think I just needed that push from somebody to be like, okay, you are an artist. You can do this and you are doing it. And, you know, like having someone in your corner to believe in you and to help you is just incredible. Like, yeah, best decision ever of my life right now. What were some of the things that you were struggling with or lacking clarity with before we we started working together this summer? So before then, I remember you came to me and you were like, I need this. (laughs) Like you were like the most confident person I've ever seen. You were like, hi, you actually met me at a show at a woman crush showcase. And you were like, hi, I I need this. (laughs) I was like, all right. And that was like, so not like me to, I mean, Katie, I kind of stalked you like a little bit, TBH. (laughs) because I had gone on the women crush website like a while ago and I was like dang there's something about this like thing that I just ah I feel it like in my soul I want to like meet these people and and you know whatever and I think by going to the showcase was it was such something that I don't do like putting myself out there and knowing that you're going to be there and also going up to you, like those were all things that I wouldn't like, I, something empowered me that this is like the thing. Yeah. And just for some context for, for people who aren't familiar. So I also work with an organization called Women Crush Music. My coaching is separate, but at the time I was the New York chapter leader. And so I was putting on the, hosting the shows that we were doing in New York city. So that's why Megan was able to catch me at the show. After <laughs> I was able to stalk her at the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't stalking. <laughs> no, I know. Um, we, had been, we had been connected and chatting over Instagram before then. So you kind of touched on it, but was, was there like a breaking point or like a pivotal moment where you thought like, okay, I need to make a change. Like I can't keep going the way that I'm going right now or it's not going to be good. Yeah. I mean... I think even being at that showcase, like something clicked inside of me that I was like, okay, like you are capable of so much more than just sitting on things that you, that you sit on and not putting yourself out there. And like, it just, 
there was something about being at that showcase that I was like, okay, game on, you know, you gotta go. And then I remember like our first intro call I, with you and I was just like, this is literally like everything that I need. Like it was literally like the universe was just like, listen to this wise woman. <laughs> um I made you sound like the very old Pocahontas yeah yeah but wise lady like just acknowledge that we all need help we all can't just sit back and expect our dreams to manifest and yeah it was just like the best yeah and the key there is that it's like like you said you can't just sit back and expect stuff to happen right and I I talked about this in my mindset masterclass and I've talked about it on Instagram too I think but in order to manifest something, or even if you're not into manifestation, like in order to just make something happen, you have to yeah. believe you can do it, but you also have to take action, right? And it's yeah. not about, you know, ensuring that everything you do is the right action and being a perfectionist about it. It's just about taking action and like committing to doing it and committing to trying and failing and seeing what works and moving forward. And by joining yeah. the program, that's exactly what you did. Yeah. So tell us, what has been like the best part so far? I would say my most recent thing that I never thought would ever happen, like really ever, but did, um, was going out of my comfort zone and and emailing and, and reaching out to press. Like that was something that I've always been just so anxious about, so terrified of, like putting myself out there is just like, now it's better, but it, it used to be just like a, I'd like shake like a dog. I'm like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, um, so having overcome that and then not only that, but finding this, um, open to hope foundation that they really are doing such amazing work with grief and loss. And the fact that I partnered with them and I yeah I was on their show last weekend and it was just like my music is just so aligned with what they're doing and what they were saying and I just I was like my mouth was just like wide open I was like this is so it's incredible they were having a conversation and I had just played a song that exemplified like that kind of conversation I was just like what is going on this is crazy so doing stuff like that like going out there and putting yourself out there and you never know what can happen and and I also like I think I I was like manifesting and and like being on podcasts and I've been on like four or five now and it's just crazy I'm just like manifesting really does have a little point there yeah yeah right (laughs) and so so just to give some background when we started working together you had released one song off right that's right off of the ep that you released while we were working together and actually remember you were like so for context everyone we started working together around august and megan i saw her post something on social media like i think i'm gonna release this on friday the 13th and i was like oh no you're not (laughs) i was like take a breather like we're going to make a release plan. We're going to talk about this. I don't want you to rush into this because you have me now. You're not doing this alone. There's no reason to rush. And I think you were just so excited to get the music out there and you had already been releasing singles. Like you were just really anxious to like put it out into the world and kind of get it over with in a bad way, but just, just to do it. Right. And so we, we worked on a plan to really make this release 
just optimize it, honestly, from a business perspective to optimize it. And yeah. we, the release is about, it's, it's four beautiful songs about loss and, and love and finding the light through loss and finding hope through that. And so as you can see, it's, there's very targeted themes. And so what Megan and I did was not only work through the mindset part of everything that was coming up, and you can talk to that in a second, but yeah. we, what she's talking about now is we really worked on figuring out a release plan that would work for her. So that included making sure that she was showing up on social media for the people who already do follow her and also reaching out to press and not just, you know, blind press, but we worked on a very specific strategy to target people who this EP related to most. And now what's come, come from it? You've been on television, you've been on multiple podcasts and like, tell us, tell us what has come from that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> television, uh, the multiple podcasts. Um, I had an amazing release party that yes, like that was so, good. so many people came to, and I was able to uh, to give them uh, the candles. Like that was like perfect. Like I gave everyone a candle with like an inspirational quote on it, and everyone just was like, "Like, how did you think of that? That's like the most coolest idea ever!" Like. And everyone got to like, who came to the party got to have one. And that was really special. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm getting these opportunities to like, to get my music out there, you know, I, yeah. um, and then I'm playing a festival next week um, in Bushwick. And that's like my first time playing a festival with like a bunch of other artists. So that's just like really cool that that's happening like the end of the year and yeah there's just been so much so much positivity so much light coming back to me that is just really awesome yeah and it's been amazing to watch you grow through this process too so do you want to talk a little bit about the mindset part now obviously for the past three months a big focus has been on the release planning the release executing the release and um just moving forward and goal planning for afterwards and what you're going to do next. And so just because that happened to be what you were working on when we started working together. So talk to us about like what was going through your head when this was happening and how you were able to work through it. So when I first released my first song ever on digital platforms, it was the day before my 30th birthday. And Honestly, I just, I wanted to have a song out by the time I turned 30. Cause I was like, if I don't have something out by the time I turn 30, I'm going to be angry at myself because like, hello, how long, you know, we all kind of sit on things sometimes to like wait for the right time. And then I just was like, no, 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 no. Song. So, um, so that was just kind of like, I was kind of doing like a little bit of like counting down to it a little bit, but there is a, uh, there's definitely a huge difference in planning something so far in advance that you, you just, everything is planned out. Your posts are planned out. Your everything is planned out. And you introduced me to that Instagram uh, planally thing, which, uh, which was just very helpful because you can just go in and like plan your posts like way far in advance. And uh, yeah, I, I think just having a, a clear path was so much more like just easier and I just was I had so much more to say and I also loved that I got to kind of incorporate the themes of what the uh the the album is saying 
um, in the post that I chose too. So I, I would go into loss. I would go into like the different themes of um, the album and, you know, overcoming like, like mental health and everything like that. That's, that's all stuff that was like really relevant and just incorporating it. And also I feel like this, the way that we work together, you gave me such a voice that I didn't think I had. Like not only just, you know, releasing music and doing music, but like speaking and like giving people those messages that like they need to feel uplifted and to help them through stuff. And I mean, the fact that I was on like a grief and loss TV show, like that is just crazy to me because death was always something that I didn't want to talk about, didn't want to deal with, didn't want to hear about it. I would like shut down. And now I just feel like so empowered by like everything that has happened this year with, with my song about, about loss, about death. And hearing these people talk about grief and loss in a positive and healing way is just incredible. Like, so I just feel very empowered. I feel like the release strategy really empowered me. I have these amazing tools, you know, to, that we can implement for the next releases and it's just. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too, is that you worked really hard on overcoming some mindset blocks that you were facing as well. Mm -hmm. And that's part of it, right? Cause it's strategy is really important, but also working through the mindset stuff that comes up when shit gets. Oh hooked. yeah. The mindset stuff was like totally a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I mean, I used to be in such like a negative place with where I was and what I was doing and, Oh, I don't have any, no, like no one's going to listen to my music no one's going to get what I'm saying, you know, sort of thing. And getting away from that really just in every aspect, like even growing as a person and as an artist, like it really just opens you up to so many more experiences that you didn't think were possible. Yeah, absolutely. And you have just really thrived since you put yourself into an, a position where you were open to learning new things on the strategy side, but also really committed to working on your mindset and working through these things that were coming up. And now you have so many tools to deal with them. And like, it, it, it's so much easier when that stuff comes up. And also, you know, you have accountability to know someone who you can go to when you need that extra support, which is just a game changer. I'm yeah. being biased here, but <laughs> yeah, it's someone who has a coach myself, I'm just speaking from experience from like myself. <laughs> no, yeah, you you got it, girl. That's it. So, talk to us. What are you most excited about moving forward? You just released this epic EP. You had an amazing time. You were just on television. I mean, it's been amazing. But what are you looking forward to as you move forward for the rest of the year in 2020? I just want to make better music. That's what I want to do. Like every time I release something, I want to make something better and better and better and better and and more impactful and just kill the release strategies and, and stuff like that. I um I did write like a Christmas song that I do want to record, I think, this year, even though it's a little like a little crazy, but it's like whatever, I wanna do it. That's something that I've always wanted to do is record and release a Christmas song because Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year and paying like a little homage to that um, would be really fun. And I'm already thinking ahead to like 
my next two projects. So it's just, yeah. I think being in this place of like, man, yeah, I killed that. And that's just feeling really good. I'm, I'm constantly writing. I'm, I write so much. And the songs that are coming out of me are just so much more like specific. I'm just like, I did not know that I could be this inspired. And I really do think that like what you said about the mindset blocks, like I really do think that once those were out of my vision, I'm able to open myself up so much more to be inspired so much more. It's insane. I'm just like, I didn't know I could just write like two or three songs in one day, but apparently that's it. It's just <laughs> it's flowing out of you. I, yeah. Yeah. And two of the songs that I did on the TV show, I wrote in the past month. Like, I didn't think I could do that. Like, I didn't think I could write something like a month ago and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it on TV. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's because you're so aligned with what you're doing and like you put the hard work in and you got to the point where you, you thought about it and you experimented and you did stuff and now you're in this place of alignment and you know, like what's working and how to identify what's not working and then what to do about it. Right. So that is amazing. You were doing amazing things and clearly you have a lot of really great projects in the pipeline. So before we let you go, I want to ask you one last question, which is, what would you say to someone who resonates with your story, who feels like maybe they've gone through some stuff, they've been mm. working at this artist career, but they know they're not really like living up to their potential and they're not really like doing what they want to do and they don't have the tools and they don't know where to turn next. What would you say to them? Get Katie. <laughs> <laughs> you crack me up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a comedian. Um, no, but seriously, find someone who believes in what you're doing because it's just so much easier for you to move forward as an artist if you have someone holding you accountable it's just because you can keep telling yourself like yeah yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna devote more time I'm gonna get out of this negativity I'm gonna you know but it's not going to change unless you make the decision to change it like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and I think that really applied to me. I think I was like, oh, I don't need a coach. I don't, I don't need anyone. I, I know what I'm doing. It's like, no, we, we, we need help. Like, we need help, especially being an indie artist because we're doing this all ourselves. Yeah. And that's already taxing enough. So it is such a blessing to have someone who believes in you and who cheers you on and who holds you accountable and who makes sure you don't release an EP like in like two weeks like yeah yeah yeah. yep (laughs) no but I love what you said like you have to decide to change and yeah listen I can't make you change Megan can't make you change nothing that you're listening to today can make you change but you have to just want it and then you have to choose it and then you have to decide for yourself what you need in order to support yourself through that You know, I do believe, and again, I'm biased, but it's not because I'm a coach. It's because I have a coach and I know how powerful it is to have someone support you through whatever you're going through. And you may decide to go out alone. And I think that's a great place to start with, you know, resources on the music industry and self-help and whatever you need. But like Megan's saying, there's, there's a point where you might have to come to terms with like, what do I need next? Like, is what I'm doing working? How do I get to the next level? And 
if you feel like you're at that point, then it's about finding someone who's right for you for what you need, for what you're going through personality wise, and then just taking action. Exactly. Like Megan said, you just have to take that action. Yeah. Take the action. This has been amazing. Thank you for sharing all of this with us today. How can we keep up to date with all the things that you're doing and hear your Christmas song when it comes out? Okay. Well, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Megan Pullis, M-E-G-H-A-N-P-U-L-L-E-S. Um, you can go to my website, meganpolis.com, Spotify, Amazon. Uh, you can buy my CD, CD Baby. You can connect with her on all those platforms. If you want to listen to her music, look her up on Spotify or Amazon Music. Or just... Oh, yeah. What is my EP called? <laughs> Tell us. It's called Keep the Light On. Magnificent. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, Megan, for coming on today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us and for being a lovely light to the world. Oh, thank you for having me. All right. Thank you, Megan, for coming on. And we have one more interview for you. The last interview is with my client. Her artist name is Courtney Jean, and I'm so excited to welcome her to the podcast. Hey, Courtney, and welcome to the Out to Be podcast. Hey, Katie, thanks for having me. I am really excited to talk to you today. So introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us what you do in the world of music. Okay, so uh, my name is Courtney Reynolds. Um, My stage name is actually Courtney Jean, which Jean is my middle name. Um, So I am a singer-songwriter, and I am also a vocal coach. Um, and then I coach kids that get together into bands as well. So I'm performing, I'm writing, but then I'm also teaching private voice lessons and help coach band rehearsals. <laughs> yeah. So you have a day job in a way, which is still music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So it's like yep. you have a day job, you're, you're not like a full-time singer songwriter, but you are still doing music through and through. Yes, Exactly. So talk to us, what was your life like before you decided to do this coaching program? Uh, so for a super long time, like we're talking years, um, I have kind of felt that I've just been in the same spot. You know, there's as far as like who I want to be as a singer songwriter and just things that I want to do with it. There's been a lot that I have not been doing. <laughs> like I've just been stuck in the same spot, not going anywhere. And just, I had a lot of, I was lacking clarity. I was lacking motivation, positivity, you know, over the whole experience. And there was a, there was a lot of negativity in my daily life that I didn't even necessarily recognize because I don't, I've never thought of myself as a negative person. But when I realized just how much I would put myself down And I basically, I was always setting myself up for failure because I felt so overwhelmed. I often didn't know where to start. Um, And then, so then before I even started, I was putting myself down for what I wasn't getting accomplished. So I was just stuck in this like cycle of just negativity and just being mean to myself, basically. So what was the turning point that made you decide that you needed to make a change? Um, so... I, I'm trying to think, I think I found you on Instagram. I don't even remember how like it started, but I just started following you and, and, um, your posts. And then you did a Facebook challenge, um, that I decided to, the time management challenge. Yep. Yep. And I remember that it was so funny because it really was one of the first things that 
I really wanted to sit down and I don't know, I just, there was something about you and your energy and like what you were presenting that made me really want to actually commit to it. Um, because I remember that, uh, my fiance and his family and I were at a music festival for like part of the time that you were running the challenge. And I was sitting in our camper, you know, in the middle of summer, like at this music festival, sitting in the camper, like trying to, you know, work on these dailies. Cause I was like, even though we're doing this and we're like on vacation, I want to like keep up with this. Um, and so it, it just kind of grew from there. It was really like, it was you <laughs> just kind of the, the stuff that you were presenting made me start to think that I wanted to do things differently. Like I wanted to break the cycle. I love that you were doing it in your camper. I didn't know that. That's so funny. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember that we got you started in the actual program because I saw that you were so engaged with the challenge. And to me, when I see someone mm -hmm. who, you know, you can follow, you can sign up for a free challenge and ignore all the emails. You can sign up for a free challenge and like watch a couple of the videos or loosely follow it or loosely follow the emails and still get a lot of value. But you can also sign up for a free challenge and do the work and get a lot out of it and move forward immensely in a week's time or however many days time. And that's yeah. what I saw you doing. You were commenting on all of the posts. You were sharing, you know, your wins and your breakthroughs and things like that. And you were really, really dedicated to this. And to me, that is like a really clear sign of someone who is ready to make a change, right? Like you weren't messing around. You saw something yeah. that you were kind of like interested in and that you noticed was helping you. And you were like, I'm, I'm going to try this. Like I'm committed to making a small change for myself. And I think that's how we got in the conversation to talk about the next step, which, which was coaching for you. Do you remember what some of your biggest breakthroughs from that challenge were? I just remember. So like, I've known what I wanted to do since I was probably 13 years old. And like, I had, I had that dream, you know, a lot of us go through even like high school and even going out of college we're like, yeah, I still don't really know what I want to do. I wasn't that person. I was the person who knew exactly what I wanted to do. But I always had a lack of clarity in how to get there. And so over the years, and I was a music major, so I was literally pursuing what I wanted to do. However, I got so caught up in the daily life and like the classes I was taking and, and things like that. Like I didn't touch my guitar at all the first semester that I was in college or hardly at all you know like it just sat there in the corner and so it was kind of like you know yeah I was going to school for for what I wanted to do and I was help I was pursuing my dreams but I was also kind of just like completely putting them on hold because I wasn't doing some of the essential things that make me happy which is like which is playing and singing and you know what I mean so that's kind of continued somewhat even though I've been involved in music I haven't attached myself to like, what, why am I really doing this? Like, what do I, you know, why am I loving this? Why is it making me so happy? That was always getting buried. And then I would get depressed and deep down I knew why, you know, because I wasn't bringing to the surface what I really wanted to do. So one of the things I noticed in doing this challenge was it literally got me thinking about my career and like what I'm wanting to do. And I was, I was finally focusing on it and spending time on it and it was making me happy. So I was like, yeah, like I'm finally, you know, living out my purpose, like who I'm, who I'm meant to be. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So, 
So what would you say that your favorite part of having a coach and like going through this program have, has been so far? The support um, and just being able to have somebody to talk to. You know, I have, I have friends and family members that I, can, that I can talk to about it. But first of all, they're not necessarily in the music industry. They don't necessarily have experience in that field. And, you know, this is like specifically what you're doing. And you're really good at it. So just the way that you're able to sort of break down, if I come to you with, and I'm just kind of like, ah, Katie, like I'm freaking out about this, or I have no idea where to start with this. And you're able to just like break down those thought processes or to help me break down those thought processes and make me realize like where it's coming from and, you know, just help me have those realizations is awesome. You know, that I can't get from like just anybody that I talk to. So that's really cool. I think that's one of the biggest differences is really having someone who is in the music industry. And Mm -hmm. like you said, you have a pretty strong support system around you. So it's not like you're totally alone. It's not like you don't have people to turn to and go to and, and talk things out with. But like you mentioned earlier, there was still a disconnect. There was something that was stopping you from like really focusing on your music career and that was because you didn't Mm. have accountability you didn't have support in that specific area and even though we talk about things that may branch out from just your music career and go more into money and mindset and and other life things that might be causing stress like I do with all of my clients it still is the kickstart of like okay we're focusing in on this specific thing and that's different so what have your biggest achievements been tell us about like your biggest wins in the past three months So one of my biggest wins is gaining clarity on what it really is that I want to do. Um, You know that, you know, during one of our calls, I sort of brought up all these lists of things that I wanted to do, like all these like little goals and like little tasks that I wanted to be doing either on a daily or weekly basis. And, you know, there was so much that it would be impossible to to actually accomplish everything like the what I, what I was setting myself up for it was just it wasn't it wasn't doable <laughs> yeah I remember when I had you write out all of your goals in all the areas of your life it was like 12 pages long <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, maybe was, not that long but it was it was pretty long <laughs> there was a lot there and and when I sat back and like some of those things have sort of come along naturally like instead of trying to focus so much on okay this is another task that I have to do it's like no, this is just like taking care of my animals. Like, you know, like it doesn't have to be. And that was just part of me trying to like gain that control that Mm -hmm. I I didn't feel like I had. But, you know, really being able to look at, okay, yes, like I enjoy doing a lot of different things, but what is kind of like that deepest, like what do I really, really, really want to be doing? Because it can always be changing and it can go from sort of, you know, one thing to the next, to the next. Like as an example, like right now I realized that my biggest passion is really just, I want to perform for people. Like I just want to go, I want to, I want to book shows and play shows. Like I still, I am a songwriter. I want to be a songwriter, but that's not like the number one thing that I want to focus on right now. Like you're not spending all of your time and energy, like just writing thousands and thousands of songs. You're instead letting yourself go out and perform and make it a priority to book shows. And then like you, like you said, you're still going to be a songwriter. You're still going to write songs in between that, but you're not like carving time out each day just for songwriting. Yeah. 
and it could turn into that. But like right now, you know, I don't have to try and like make every single little thing fit in. I can just kind of focus on what I feel is the most important at the moment. And then, you know, when it, if that feels like it's changing, then it does. And then I focus on that thing. So what else do you feel like have been other wins? I know the goal setting was something that we worked on a lot for you and getting you unparalyzed, right? Like an out of yeah. that cycle of, of having so much to do, because I see a lot of people struggling with just that of being like, it's, it's not that I'm like not motivated. Like I have like so much that I want to accomplish, but that's almost the problem, right? Is that like, there's mm-hmm. so many things on that list that you don't know where to start or how to start. So you just do nothing. So what have some of the biggest things now that you've been doing stuff been? Well, and so this is, you know, I don't know if this is kind of directly what you're, or if it answers the question that you're asking, but my other, the, the biggest win through this whole experience for me has really, really been mindset. Yeah. Mindset shifts and bringing a lot more positive into my life and really feeling that, believing that. Because like I said, I was, I was always putting myself down. I was always feeling like I wasn't doing enough. You know, I wasn't, I'm being so lazy. I'm not, you know, I'm not even like working toward my career. I'm not, why should I almost like, you know, I don't deserve for anything to happen because I'm not trying to do anything to make it happen. Just, just like negative thought after negative thought, uh, limiting belief, all of it. It was just, it was so ingrained into my brain. Um, and so really being able to step back and realize that I can, you know, I am worthy of having the career that I want or having my dreams come true. I am just changing, like all I had to do was change the wording and just change how I looked at it and things started to feel completely different. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. I mean, a lot of people I talk about this when I talk about my program, but it's a big focus on goal setting, on mindset and on wellness to make. And that was something we worked on with you as well. It's just like getting you into some better routines so that you weren't, so that you were feeling your best. And that's always a work in progress, right? Like we're always tweaking our routines and things like that. Um, And we can talk about that after, but those three things are really important aspects of my program, because even though we did that goal clarity, it was the mindset part with that, that helped you to like actually excel and move forward with these things and feel good doing it. Because if we had just done the goal setting exercise, it would have just been like, all right, here's like another list of all the stuff that you want to work on. Now what? Yeah. (laughs) But it was, yeah, it was the mindset. And you've come such a long way in mindset. And even just the, we haven't done a ton of money work, but even just the small amount, I remember you sent me a Voxer the other day that was like, I found a penny. <laughs> like, yay. <laughs> but that kind of stuff. And if you're confused right now, then just work with me and you'll see why it's very exciting to find pennies. But, but, um, <laughs> but that kind of stuff, it, right. That's like a very distinct difference for how you used to show up before and how you were before Mm -hmm. you started this coaching and before you even started the free challenge, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the wellness aspect of it too. What do you feel like has been some of the improvements that you've made just from like a stress level perspective and just feeling good in general? So a lot of the awareness that I've achieved throughout this program has been a big help where 
you know, if I am starting to feel any kind of negative thought, whether it's an overwhelm or a limiting belief or um, something that, you know, something that I'm starting to feel stressed or anxious about, I can sort of stop and go, okay, where's this coming from? Why am I feeling this way? I, I'm a lot better at kind of stopping myself from just letting that take over where before I would just, just completely let it take over, you know, and not even try to um, figure out the root of it and then sort of counteract that. Another huge thing has been sleep, <laughs> allowing myself to get more sleep and realizing, you know, how much I need. Um, it has also helped that my fiance has started a new job where he has to get up really super early. So him going to bed a lot earlier makes it a lot easier for me to go to bed a lot earlier. Yeah, and that's um, where that accountability comes in too, right? Yeah. It's not only me, yeah. but it's finding other people and talking to the people closest to you to make sure that like they, you can either be accountable with them or they can just give you their support and acknowledgement of whatever you're trying to do because it's, it can be hard, right? To just like, think if you're living with someone to just be like, all right, I'm changing up our whole routine. Like I'm doing something different now. And so we talked about that a lot at the beginning of like making it work, not just for you, but for both of you so that we weren't just like taking you out of your whole relationship because there's no point to that. That does not serve any yeah. purpose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so many amazing achievements, but what are you most excited for moving forward? So I think what excites me about moving forward is just that I have this different sort of outlook on everything. You know, I always, and I always thought of myself as the kind of person who believed all things were possible. I've always been a dreamer. But I feel like over the last decade, I, I really kind of lost that. And I didn't realize that, but I did. And I feel like I, I have that back now. Like, I'm like, it's okay for me to think like, yeah, this is possible. That is possible. Um, I actually came into an opportunity recently with um, my boss. Um, I, I teach at Appleton Rock School. And so that's where I do my, my private lessons and my band coaching. And uh, he brought up an opportunity to me to do with the students and one of the recording studios in the area. And before I would have just been like super anxious and nervous about it, you know, scared of the unknown, just kind of like almost not wanting to do it simply because it was bringing me anxiety, you know, not because it didn't sound like an awesome, really cool opportunity. Yeah. But instead when he brought it up, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, let's do it. You know, I, I was more, I was a little nervous, which I think is normal, but I was like, no, this is a really awesome opportunity. And I'm excited to just take it on and, and see what comes from it. So when things come my way, whether it's an opportunity that I create for myself or just something that kind of comes in that I'm able to take part in, I'm more excited about it. You know, instead of wanting to like go and hide in my bed, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to move forward and take that opportunity on. Yeah. And that's a, that's like a skill that you can use over and over again in your life. And especially for those who struggle with anxiety, which both Courtney and I do, it's really important to have those tools and those skills because then when something comes up that might trigger anxiety, instead of letting that anxiety take over, you're able to shift it and say like, all right, I like acknowledge that this is happening, but let's kind of like one, shut it down as best possible. And two, notice that like, that does not make my decision for me. Like I can now separate myself from this feeling that comes up 
and replace it with a new feeling of excitement and like happiness and thinking about, like you said, just kind of like dreaming up what this could be and getting really excited about the possibilities of the future instead of being afraid of the possibilities of the future, which is like what people with anxiety (laughs) struggle with, right? It's like being afraid of the future. So that makes me so happy to hear because I think that will resonate with people who do struggle with anxiety and who maybe think like there's no way out. Like I'm just constantly afraid of what's going to happen. And I'm, I feel like there's no way for me to cope with this. There's no way for me to see like a positive light. It's going to be like this forever. And it's not, it's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I've been in that, in that mindset that you just described for a really, really long time. So if I can actually get out of that and start to see things differently, you know, somebody listening to this, like you can do it because I, I was like, I've been doing this for forever. You know, how, how am I ever going to, how am I going to turn this around? And I already have started to do that. So, um, it is possible. So what would you say to someone who resonates with just that, what we just talked about or any, even anything earlier in the story with you talking about how, you know, you had such big dreams, but you were kind of getting stuck in that cycle of not being able to act on them and feeling overwhelmed. What advice would you give them if they don't know how to get out of this? Well, definitely, you know, seeking out a coach. It's something that I hadn't done before. And there was a little bit of anxiety in that too. Um, You know, there's obviously a financial aspect of it. And it was just something different that I hadn't, you know, I'd, I'd never done it before. Like I just had no, there's just that like, fear of the unknown. Like, is this, is this really going to help? You know, if we're being perfectly honest, you're not, you're not sure if it's even going to serve you. And first of all, that the going into this program, you can't put a price on it, on what it gives you, the value it gives you. And it will do amazing things for you. You know, it will help you change how you think about all that stuff that the thoughts that you currently have that are that are limiting and just like shutting you down you're gonna break out of that so you know either seeking a coach or you know finding a way to you really have to be able to acknowledge what is going on and be able to to break that down and you know you might need somebody to help you do that but it's it's so beyond worth it like I said I've been in this cycle for maybe 10 years now, a really, really freaking long time. And I'm finally changing things around. And it's because, you know, I decided to enroll in your coaching program. So having somebody like that to to help me through it has been literally life-changing. I actually have one more question for you before we let you go. And that's, had you tried anything? Now we, we probably should have covered this at the beginning, but had you tried anything like during that whole period of time to get out of the rut that you were in, like to change your mindset? Had you tried things that didn't work? And like, what made you think that this was really worth, worth trying that was separate from the other things that you might've tried? Well, and that's just it. When I, when I first entered into it, I mean, it was a lot of blind faith because I wasn't fully sure that it was going to be different. There was something just about your energy and like your personality that just made me feel like I haven't really found a lot of people who just give off such a positive energy consistently, if that makes sense. And I I come across a lot of people in the music industry that were really negative over the course of being in school and then, you know, being around different people that completely had the opposite look 
you know, and, and kind of had some of those common things that you talk about of there's no money in the music industry, you know, it's just super competitive, blah, 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 like just all kind of squashing it down. Like even like musicians saying that, you know, not, not even people that don't think that it's a career or don't yeah. think that you should be doing it. Like people yeah, no, no. in the industry. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, when I talk <laughs> about this stuff, like I'm not pretending like I don't, my family might or might not say that, but the truth is they're not even in the music industry. So they don't really know. It's the people in the music industry, which is very ironic that they're in the yeah. music industry and they're like, well, I love it. So I'm going to keep doing it, but I'm going to be miserable while I do it because there's no money. It's really hard to reach your goals. It's really hard to be successful. And like, I'm just going to like drink and stay up really late. And it's just like, how did, what? No. <laughs> yeah. How does this yeah. happen? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. And your energy was so much different from that. And it just like, it stood out, you know, I was like, wow, I like this. Like it makes me feel good. You know, it doesn't make all those like negative thoughts that I'm having and stuff. It, it, puts those aside and makes me feel different and I want to feel different. (laughs) So, yeah. And I really do think for anyone who was able to catch the master, the mindset masterclass that I did a couple weeks ago, I really do believe that like the difference between staying stuck and being successful, it's all in the mindset and it's all about like your outlook and how you choose to show up and how you choose to deal with things that come your way and obstacles that come your way because staying in that negative mindset is like you're not going to get the things that you want. It's I'm just going to be upfront. But like I'm just going to keep it real with you. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And if it does happen, it's going to take much longer time and then you're going to hit a wall. And so it's really about like getting into a success mindset in order to be successful. It's kind of as simple as that. Yeah. And a lot of times it's really helpful like we've talked about to bring bring someone else in and get some extra support while you go through that journey cuz not only will you get a different perspective? Will you get tools and support? But you'll also be able to move through it quicker and and faster and just with more positivity and support around you so that you don't feel so alone as you go through the journey. And that's, there's a big key to that too, because, you know, it's not just as you're making all these realizations, it can feel kind of harsh. It can feel kind of like, whoa, you know, all this is, it comes down to me. Like it's up to me but you don't have to feel the the whole point is acknowledging how you've been handling these things, but not putting yourself down for it. You know, you don't have to feel like a horrible person because you have been doing X, Y, and Z. You literally just have to take the opportunity to embrace changing your mindset. A couple weeks ago, I shared a post on Facebook that said something about, you know, like, your, it was basically saying like your choices or like how, you know, the different things in your life are based on the choices you make. Like it comes down to you, like it's not anybody else. And I even added, you know, it doesn't mean you have to put yourself down about it. You just, but it really is like, once you realize that you're able to, to move forward and it's amazing. And I had a couple of people comment on it and were like, we're really upset. You know, they're like, yeah, but you know, you should be careful. Like somebody who has a really fragile I don't remember the fragile mindset or whatever they said, like, you know, you could really like, if somebody's already like feeling depressed and feeling down, like this could really be bad for them. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't really argue, but I was proud of myself for not wanting to take it back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I did. I'm like, okay, I understand that, but this isn't, you know, saying that anybody is a horrible person for any of this. Yeah. But this is really what it comes down to. Like, you don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, (laughs) 
the the only possible exception is if someone has like clinical depression or like you know that was caused from like an actual chemical imbalance and oftentimes with that stuff it takes both medication but also working on yourself to get through yeah. this and to like overcome any trauma that you went through and work on your mindset and so even in those circumstances, I do believe that there's still an aspect of this that does hold true, like even if there mm. happens to be more to it. So yeah, th- I would imagine those people were just a little bit triggered by what you said. And so they felt the yeah. need to chime in as if they were defending someone else. But I wouldn't be surprised if they just lacked a little bit of confidence in themselves. And if you're feeling triggered right now, like that's okay. You know, there's, that's okay. If, if you're feeling like, why is she saying that? Or I don't know if that's true or uh, just like annoyed <laughs> at, at this right now. Um, or maybe you agree, but either way, notice what comes up and maybe acknowledge that if you are feeling triggered, you know, how are you showing up each day? How are, are you living your life? Are you feeling a little bit like a victim right now? Like, are you feeling like, well, that's not true. Cause like shit's just happening to me and I can't control that. Cause let me tell you, that's a little bit of victim mindset and getting out of that can make a big difference. And again, that's something I covered in the masterclass. If you are listening to this now and you're curious about the masterclass and you haven't watched it yet, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Katie Zaccardi and I will send you the replay link. Um, but I love leaving it with that story and that little piece of wisdom from Miss Courtney because you have learned so much and I love that you just shared so much of that with us. Thank you for coming on today. Where can we follow you, connect with you, listen to your music? Sure. So I am on Instagram under Courtney Jean Music, and that's the main place that you'll be able to find me. Um, I do also have a Facebook page under Courtney Jean, but one of the things that I'm working on with Katie is uh, being more present on my Instagram and um, eventually putting up a website. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, Courtney Jean Music. Um, you can follow me on my Instagram page. That's where you will find uh, the most updates of what is going on. Yes. Okay. Love it. Thank you so much, Courtney, for being on today. Thank you again so much for having me. Thank you guys again for tuning into today's episode. If you are interested in learning more about my one-on-one coaching program, you can head to bit.ly slash out to be coaching to learn more and apply. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week. 